Yo, what's good? It's your boy, the franchise, and I'm here with my tag team partners, my brothers, Flawless, Joey V, and my boy K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro. And we present to you the Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for once again tuning in to episode six, I believe we are on, of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's your boy, The Franchise. I'm here with Flawless Joey V. He's too cold, Kimbro. All right, let's get right into it. K Breezy, holler at us. Yo, what's going on, everybody, man? Uh, what a raw we had this week. Woo! I, I mean, from the start, I, I'm not going to lie, uh, I like the way they kind of made the 24-7 championship seem like and I'm using quotation marks yeah. there. Uh like it was kind of important. Like they build it up like, you know, the WWE championship and then they gradually moved into well, it's been won by men, it's been won by one uh, won by women, it's been won by senior citizens and you see Pat <laughs> Patterson and Gerald Briscoe, which again was awesome from uh, the week before. But uh I like the way it was set up. I always thought WWE should win awards for doing their video packages. Right, yeah. Like the just the way they set them up. Uh, but it led us to a 24-7 mosh pit mixed tag match with Carmella and R-True versus Drake. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Drake. Uh, with a, uh, with all the uh, mid-card of evil <laughs> surrounding the ring. <laughs> Just waiting for the match to end so they can rush, to, to, so they can rush in. Uh, it was a pretty okay match. Uh, Truth won in about you know, two or three minutes. Uh, then once the match ended, we got a huge pile up in the middle of the ring, and who would have thunk it? Out of everybody, <laughs> out of everybody that's gonna come out that pile, right, right. Mike Kanellis comes out as the twenty four seven champion. But before we get to what happened after he got away, because that's a that's a whole nother segment in itself. What did you guys think of this match and this setup? I thought it was not bad. I mean. You kind of knew everybody was going to come into the ring after Truth won right. and surrounded him. It was just like, is everybody going to be the champion? Like, And then whoever got a hold of the belt was going to be the 24-7 champion, which happened to be Mike Kanellis. <laughs> right. Which he was so excited. And then, you know, what happened afterwards, which we'll get into. But it was not a bad way to open the show. Yeah, um... I thought it was cool that they started to show the actual match. Right. Uh, truth, man. <laughs> he a fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> truth, truth. I don't know what else to say, man. That guy, he, he's definitely taking something which is hideous. And he's one thing about truth: the twenty four seven title is a testament of him being able to overcome these curveballs that WWE throws at them. Man. Every single time our truth is in the situation, and it's like, how is he gonna make it work? He not only takes it and makes it work, but right. he runs with it. Yeah, like he actually turns it into something you want to see. You know, especially for his, with the way the company's been doing things lately. Yeah, and it's like you know, even with the whole little Jimmy thing, like I found out that that was like a, <laughs> I found out that that was a punishment by Vince McMahon because he called our truth smoking. But then it like became something that little Jimmy actually became more over than our truth at one point. So it's like you are you have an imaginary character. You got this ugly green belt 
It's like you got them dressing up in wigs, looking like Napoleon from back in 1855. Right. And it's like no matter what, this guy can't lose. Like he cannot lose. So, right. You know, our truth, man. Uh, I, the match was decent, right. but like you said, what happened afterwards, I think definitely really told a bigger story. And I can't wait to talk about it. Well, let's go ahead and get in right into it. So Mike runs to the, you know, he runs to the back after winning. Right. Everyone notices that, you know, he's won and they start to chase back. And he's looking for a room to go to. He's looking for somewhere to go. And he finds this room just as everyone's getting ready to close in on him. And he locks himself in and everyone's banging on the door. And then out of nowhere, here comes the wife, Maria. Yep. And she's pretending like, oh, I'm, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, I'm hurting, I'm hurting. Everyone backs off with no problem. And then she bangs on the door and tells Mike to come and you know, let her in. And Mike says, how do I know it's you? And, <laughs> and of course, in Maria fashion lately, she... She gladly says that if you don't open the door, I'm going to kick you in your vagina. Yeah. Which, <laughs> as as bad as it was, it still made me laugh. <laughs> so, she then, then he opens up the door and he lets her in. A little later in the show, but we'll go ahead and hit it now, uh, just to kind of get this out the way. So, a little later in the show, they show them both in the room. Right. Of course, Mike is he's pumped, he's happy, he's he's excited, he feels like he's a man now, he done won the twenty four seven championship. And then Maria tells him to lay down. And he doesn't want to do it. He's reluctant to do it. She calls over the referee and he counts to three and we have our first ever fee I'm not not female, first ever pregnant twenty four seven champion. Yeah. Franchise, man, your thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm confused, but I'm slightly intrigued because right. up until this point, this storyline to me was completely useless, right? Right. I didn't see the point in it, but now I'm kind of curious because with her being pregnant, it's like, who's going to take the title off of her and how? Well, yeah. So, but then I noticed she kept saying, you know, that... She was going to be at the OBGYN and yada, yada, yada. And, right. you know, if you want to pin me, you can come pin me with my legs up and, yada, you know. So, it's like, You're okay. You're welcome to come if you want. And, and then she and then she had a specific, like, day, like, yeah, next week. So, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. Uh, for Mike, I know it's a show. Right. But I feel bad. <laughs> only man. because it was like, damn, okay, man. This guy hasn't won a match on Raw or whatever. He's been getting dogged out. Man. Then when I see Maria, like, you know, rushing. I think she rushing to, like, his rescue or whatever to, get, actually, to get them out the way so they can kind of celebrate. Right. Hey, you did it, you did or it. Or at least congratulate him a little bit. Like, okay, you finally did something. Yeah, and then the fact she was, like, lay down like you always do. And I was like, oh, man. It was just like, yeah, dude. Like, all right. This is like a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then when she came out, and then I think she overdid it because yeah. if you if you watch the segment when she's like talking on the Titus and everybody, right. it seemed like that segment went a little too long because she literally seemed like she had nothing to really say, but was just saying something to feel time. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. so extra, but. I mean, you know, I'm curious a little bit. Flawless, I know you. I know you got something on your brain Ooh, about it. That's a tough act to follow after franchise. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought she was gonna like congratulate him and like be happy that he won a title. 
when she told him to lay down on your back like you always do and her standing over him. Right. Kind of felt bad. And then she put her heels on. But I kind of right. felt excited, like, damn. Right on his chest. Why can't Maria tell me to lay down on my back and her standing over me? But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like, it could go both ways. Like, damn, wish I was Mike Kanellis. But, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, like, with her being the champion, I kind of feel like <sighs> the 24-7 champion, like, I don't know which way. It can go good or it can go bad. Yeah. Like, they could, like, I like to see her at OBGYN and Mike Kanellis is with her. And she's laying on her back and then he, like, pins her in the ref, like, counts one, two, three. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. it's like, like, the ref so the is ref, next to her, like, doing, like, some The ref is treatment. actually the doctor. Yeah. 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 Something like that. But, like, Franchise was saying, like, when she got out of the locker room, she's just, like, first ever pregnant, 24-7 champion. She kept saying it over and over and over again. I like what she said to Titus. I mean, when like there was substance when she when she what she said to Titus. You know, you know, you were the first twenty ever twenty four seven champion. You wanted a title shot now. He's like, you know, <laughs> and then he just kind of looked away, like you know, all right, like right. maybe if she'd have talked to a few people indirectly and then just kind of cut from it, maybe yeah. that just would have been good. But yeah, I, I, I like you guys. I felt like she, it went on just a little bit too long, but I've been feeling that way about Maria since. The first interview when they were tagging to go yeah. up against uh, Becky and Seth. Seth yeah. So I was already like, well, like she's already doing a little much. But yeah. uh, just a hint, uh, an idea of what they can do to kind of make this good and not kill it because it's been good. They need to have Truth and Drake team up. To oh, try so to figure that. out how to get the title <laughs> off of. You need episodes where you see them just trying to sneak somewhere or do something and they're trying to get and they can't get it like she's just and they don't even know that they're there that's right. the thing they yeah they're running in each other's right way. they're in each other's way well no drake and, and truth know but maria and them will never see them yeah. like they can just pretend but they can do quirky stuff behind them i think that would i think that would help i think that would keep it interesting <laughs> yeah. and you won't lose truth and drake because right now they're the they're, they are the 24 7 championship so i i think that would be a good idea to I can see Drake like taking Mrs. Drake to the OBGYN, like stuffing like a pillow in her, yeah. like, oh, she's pregnant, you didn't know. <laughs> like, what? right, even though last week, man, she was as flat as a stud. <laughs> you know, in that tight, well, she wrestled, so you know you know she wasn't pregnant, but. Well, you know, and really quick before you get to the next one, mm -hmm. the one thing I would say, Drake Maverick, for him not wrestling at all uh, when he came to WWE, yeah. and to see, because. Our truth, I honestly thought, man, damn, if our truth really lose a title for a lengthy amount of time, nobody's really gonna make it like as funny as he did. Right. Then you know you got so, Drake uh, Maverick on social media, and it's like he putting up pictures of him and his wife, and he right. cropping out his wife, and he holding him in the title, like he's well, actually very right, right, right. Him yeah. walking around putting the posters <laughs> up, yeah, like from the start, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, like. Missing three pounds. He's got a picture of the title. He's like got a little tiny bicep. Also missing. He's got his wife. Yeah, like, dude, like my baby. Oh, my. Oh yeah, my wife. Oh yeah. Oh, all right, but my baby. But yeah, I, I think that's what they can do. Uh, just like I said, just to keep it interesting, you know, just so it doesn't lose anything. Because right now, you know, now that Heyman's starting to get his footing together, this is really the best thing they got going. Yeah, and it's entertaining. I, I I look forward to seeing it. So moving on to one of. To, for me, one of the two best uh, match of the night, we got the U.S. title gauntlet match. For now, uh, flawless. I, I, 
I know you. Uh, I know you were psyched about this match, man. How did you feel? What did you think about it? I loved it. Oh man, I love the gauntlet matches that they've been doing. Mm -hmm. Have been outstanding. Like when you start off with Ray and Cesaro, and you're like, oh, okay. But man, they put on a hell of a match. Then when Andrade came, I mean, Zane, Sami Zayn came out. I was like, okay, Zayn's gonna beat Ray. Right. Then Ray quickly pinned him. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Then when Andrade's music hit, that's when I was like, all right. Flashback to SmackDown when they yeah. had that awesome matches those two put yeah. on. Yeah. Then when he beat Ray and then tried to take the mask off, yeah. could lead to a hair versus mask match at SummerSlam. Mm. Just speculating, mm. you know. Not confirmed, but you know, just it could happen. Right. And then Andrade pins Ray. I was like, okay. Andrade has a chance. I didn't know Ricochet was coming out. Right. That right. was a surprise to me. And then when he came out, I was like, okay. I think Ricochet's going to win. But they put on a good match. Yeah. Ricochet. Man, I mean, Ricochet and Andrade. Like, I'll tell you this Ricochet and Andrade, like, yeah. it only helped their stock. Even yeah. though Andrade lost. Still can shows that he can go, mm -hmm. and that he's a big time player. What the thing I like, I liked about the match? Uh, first of all, everybody involved, especially man, you got Cesaro in the mix, and they got all the new guys. Yeah, him and him and Ray set the tone for the match. Which you know was what? Awesome. I will say before Andrade came out, man, Ray and Cesaro. That's a match. Yeah. I, yo, I want to see that. And oh, the, I really want to see that match. And that's the thing that I wish WWE would do with Ray. Like, Ray can still go, yeah. man. Just put him up against whoever. He can lose matches and not lose anything because he's still good at what he does. He'll put the guys over. So, I, I hope that they do something with that. And then it's like, man, like, he's he's, he's, so, he's so smooth in the ring. Right. Like, you know, him and Andrade was going at it. Uh, when him and Sami Zayn was going at it. Uh, to me, I want to say... The best part of it was when you didn't know Ricochet was coming out because mm. I thought Andrade was going to win. <laughs> right. When he beat Ray, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, he getting a push. Then when Ricochet came out, it was like an automatic, like, oh, yeah. It just made sense because he still got to get this rematch against AJ Styles. Right. But right. it was still a good match between the two nonetheless. Yeah. I liked it, man. It was a good match. I give it, man, a five out of five, definitely. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And, and for it to be um, – for them to use the, the, the people that they used – even for Sammy to be introduced into the match, but you know they they worked the angle, and you kind of seen a botch where Ray was supposed to roll him up, but yeah, Ray missed, he missed, and you can kind of hear him yelling himself like ah, 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 and then he gets up and roll him again, and then he gets the three. Like uh, other than that, I I didn't mind that. I I feel like they're they're still telling that story, but uh, with some news from last night's show, with some news from last night's show. Uh, I think things are going to be a little different, but I still wouldn't mind seeing a Sami Zayn versus Rey Mysterio, you know, somewhere down the mm -hmm. line. Uh, so after that great match that we got, the next thing that happened was a moment of bliss. You know, bliss came out and talked. Lynch showed up on the screen. She said what she said, you know, being the man. Uh, and then we moved on to the second, for me, the match of the night was the triple threat tag title match between the OC... The original, the official, no other club. We got the uh, the Usos, and we got, of course, the tag team champions, the Revival. Flawless, I know you're big fans of pretty much everyone in this match. What was your thoughts, man? How you feel about it when you watched it? I thought, I thought, 
So, like we were saying, like we're happy this raw turned out good, right? Because Heyman had, if you read that Heyman had a Paul Heyman had heavy influence on this week's show, right? You could see why in this match and the Gauntlet match specifically, like. You let them, you let th- the three tag teams mm-hmm. do what they do. Right. And they put on a show. I mean, that suplex off the top rope onto the other yeah. competitors. I mean, it was just good. And then when um, Gallows tagged in, uh, I think it was one of the revivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I forget which one he tagged in, but he tagged him in. And I'm like, okay, I think the OC is going to win. It only makes sense for AJ have the U.S. title. And then, you know, the OC to have the tag team titles. But when they got that win, it was like, finally, right. thank you. Yeah, I'm surprised they got Just, that win. Um, I I, I like the match. I, I like the fact that even though we, like I said, we've been, we've been getting tired of the Usos and the Revival so much, you know, and where they really haven't... Uh, Really found the you know really found where to take the story right you know to really you know to make it meaningful so and we said they either need to put them in another few or take the titles off them and put it on someone else well I was happy to see they put it on the club I and I thought the club in this I like the club in this match because they weren't the jokey hokey you know clowny kind of club they were they were out there being serious right. and everything they did was thought you know was it, they thought it out and it was meticul- meticulous so. I like and like you say the the suplex off the top to the floor that was nice, you know the the tags the the moves everything was good about it. You got to see six good great athletes go in and just tell you a great wrestling right. story, you know even though the feud was really about the revival and Usos, Usos. but because of the recent uh, arrest we knew I, well we didn't hope yeah, think yeah, yeah. that uh, the Usos would win. I mean even though. The last time he got arrested, they won. <laughs> but that was to set up an angle for something else. Plus, right, their right. contracts was getting ready to be up, so they was like, "Well, we don't care that you got arrested. Yeah. We are gonna put the titles on you." But this time, uh, I believe it was Jimmy that got arrested. Yeah. Uh, he took the yeah. pin. So I thought, you yeah. know, okay, you're gonna you're gonna take the pin. You're gonna lose. You know, your own punishment. Yeah. But you already signed. But it's your fault. So you can't try to leave now. Hey, you, you know what I thought was funny when they first came out. I yeah. like how they kind of like got ahead of the curve. Right. And like when he first came out, he like yeah. He like ain't nothing gonna keep us away. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know they got you know they got a hint at it. You know they got a hint at it. Well, the one who so fumbled the mic. When yeah. He, was right. he tried to play it off. <laughs> it's like man, you were getting DOIs. You dropping the mic. Dude, you're messing up all around, man. Oh man! But yeah, I, I was I was happy to see that the club, like you say, the club win, yeah. and and now you got the new day with all you know with all the gold you got. Well, not all the gold, but they all have championships. Right. Club. Uh, I can see. I I want to see a nice six man tag. That's six people that I know that's going to give me a great twenty minute match. I don't think it needs to be pay per view. It could right. be TV, you know, because technically uh, AJ's feuding. Technically, with Ricochet. So. Right. But uh, moving on to the next uh, segment, we got the Street Profits in the back hanging out, doing what they do best, uh, you know, running down, you know, the mat, you know, the, the, the show so far. Uh, even questioning, you got to where Montel was even questioning, was, uh, I forget the guy, the other guy's name, what's the, help me out, Joe. Angelo Dawkins. Dawkins. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was questioning if Dawkins was a supposed baby daddy of May Maria's and <laughs> and he stopped him real fast. He was like, nah, bro, we ain't even gonna yeah. do that. And 
Next up, you got Seth Rollins walking up, and I thought that was cool. You know, they tried to do the Seth Rollins burn it down, and yeah. he stopped them. He's like, but you got to make sure you, you really put some, you know, put some heart into it. And they all did it. And I like, I, I love Street Profits. I thought this really did really good for him. You know, Joe, I know you probably liked it when you saw it. Man, those two are fire on the mic. We've been talking about it. <laughs> We're talking about how don't want them to wrestle. They're the NXT Tag Team Champs. Mm -hmm. Just let them speak. Just give them a mic and just let them go to work right. backstage. I would like to see them be... Backstage interviewers, <laughs> like interviewing yeah. some wrestlers, you know. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that pissing off a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Franchise, what you what you think of what you think of just this promo segment and what it can do for them? I mean, so right now you're definitely showing like they have the ability to speak, right? You know, um, the biggest thing with WWE is not only do you have to have a great character or a great persona, but you have to know how to speak, right? Um, so you definitely have shown that. Charismatic. On top of that, man, they good looking dudes. You know, Vince is all about you know the look. So it's like, all right, look, yeah. you got good looking dudes. They can speak, and then on top of that, man, they can go. Both can go in the ring. They can go in the ring. And then it's like you know, it's it's one of those things where you get the fans used to seeing them, mm -hmm. but you're not overexposing them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when they make it to the main roster, they're they already gonna be fan favorites. And yeah. I think right now the fact that they're the highlight or one of the highlights of the show, not even stepping in the ring, right. Oh, yeah, I love it. The only thing is with Seth, ah, man, I don't want to be, you know, a smart fan or internet fan or whatever. Right. But, dude, it, his whole Becky Lynch situation that WWE's pushing, right. it's hurting him way more than Becky. And now, when I, and when I listen to his promos, it's just like, dude, this is so garbage. Even when he did the thing with the street prop, like, it was cool, yeah. Right. But it's like, I feel like he's trying too hard to be cool Seth Rollins. That could be because of all the stuff that's been going on on Twitter, you know, him going yeah. at Ambrose and uh, MJF and, like, I, I, and just really I, just I feel like he, I, kind of an asshole. I feel like he's trying to be like, the tough guy, the cool guy, instead right. of just being like, yo, bro, we know what you can do. Right. You know, but now it's kind of like you feel like you got a chip on your shoulder. Bro, we know you are mm. the best talent on this roster, if not one of the best. But I feel like even with his promos now, it's like, he, he I never was really big promo guy for himself, mm. but now it's just like, dude, like, who who wrote this? Or who told you to say this? <laughs> I, I think it's the way he's just trying to deliver it. Like, he's turning into Mike Kanellis and Becky's Maria. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? In a way, it kind of it kind of does look like that. Well, next up, we got uh, we got Lynch versus uh, speaking of the man, we got Becky Lynch versus Bliss, and then that ended up turning into, you know, uh, her versus Cross. Bliss ended up, what we found out, Faking, eight, uh, hurting her ankle, and then yeah. she sat out, and which led to Becky fighting Nikki, which led to Becky winning both matches, and then Bliss, you know, attacking her in the end, and then we got Natalia to come down, yeah. and this was the payoff from earlier where they showed Becky coming down to the ring, right, right. and Natalia was trying to <clears throat> learn how to get out of the disarmor, <laughs> and <laughs> and Becky didn't like that, and yeah. she need Finley in the groin, and then she went and put Natty in the disarmor. You can't get out of this. You can't. You can't never learn how to get out of this. You know, just talking crap. Right, right. And then, uh, so Natalia comes down after you know Becky gets jumped, and she puts Becky in the sharpshooter, right, right. which I thought was good. That was excellent. Joe, no, actually, I'm gonna go with you, franchise. What did you feel about uh, Natalia 
when uh, she did her interview in the back. And, you know, just the way that the promo went out as far as her right, coming right. out attacked and then what she had to say afterwards. Because it made me, again, they did something that made me interested in this yeah. match more than what I was the previous week. Well, first off, let's say shout out to the denim, okay? All right. You know, shout out to the denim. Hey! <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I like this, 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 um, this main street. Right. It's, a, it's a more because you gotta understand she is one of the best technical women wrestlers to step for the ring right? right and for years you know she was kind of like the Dolph Ziggler in the women's division yeah she, where, yeah, she really was where, she really, where, really was where you have this great talent but it's like okay you're a great hand but we don't really want you as the face of our division we're gonna have you elevate people so now to see her kind of like be a little more serious. You know, she come from a serious family. Right. I mean, the, the, yeah. it's too hard to wrestle. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so to see her be a, a little more serious and this aggressiveness in there, then, you know, you got Becky, she got her whole little cocky persona now. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the match I want to see. And then when she did the promo, her promos, man, each and every week, mm -hmm. they're getting a little more and more vicious, and I love it. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a sincerity behind it. So... It went from being a match I wasn't really in at first to now it's like, okay, we get in there. We get in there, so now I'm ready to see what next Monday holds. I've been high on this feud for a while. I don't care about the Lynch, Bliss, cross match. I was going to say, you got a hard on for this match? No, no. I'm saying, <laughs> match Lynch itself was like an afterthought. Right. I mean, I did like the beginning when uh, Fit Finley, they showed like earlier in the day, mm -hmm. showing... Natalia, how to get out of the disarmor, and right, then right. Becky comes in and puts her in it, mm -hmm. saying like, "Try to get out of it now! Try to get out of it now!" Then when Natalia came out and put her in the sharpshooter, then her backstage promo. It feels like this feud, the promos are getting better each and yeah. every week. Like yeah. they're topping the last weeks. Yeah. Like I can't wait to see what happens next week on Raw. And then when she challenged Lynch to a submission match, I was just thinking but about said, yeah. "I don't think Becky has the guts to accept it." I would love to see those two have a submission match. Because let me ask you, in the modern era, we haven't had a women's submission match yet, have we? In WWE? Yes. Uh, Charlotte, Trish, maybe? No, Trish. I want to say Trish versus Lita. Or oh. or was it Mickey? J I, I, I want to say there was one. But, uh, you know, it was legit. It was the legit women wrestlers. It wasn't right, none right, of the right. divas. Indeed, it was right. one of the, you know, someone that actually wrestled. I, I, but in, the, in, in this, in this but current lately, era. in the career, no, okay. uh, no. Um, well, wait a minute. Was Natalia versus uh, Flair or NXT a submission match? Wasn't no, that... like I thought, maybe Charlotte and Sasha had a submission match. Maybe I think was but that I one don't of, know. That wasn't one of their matches where they were standing championships on Raw. I don't think I know one was like a false count anywhere. Yeah, I remember that one. And it was the Hell in the Cell. Then yeah. I named it, and then um, that was a few couple of other I matches. In my mind, in my encyclopedia mind, <laughs> I don't know if we ever had a submission women's match. Okay. Before. Well, you we know what? We'll look it up and confirm it. To, you know to make sure. But you know, I, I said that to say this. Um, normally, I'm not in the submission matches, right. but but Becky. And Natalia, especially Natalia, she's a hell of a like a grappler. So I want to see this. Good. I actually think that you know they, they could tell a pretty good story if it's done right. Mm -hmm. This could be you know one of the matches of the night. It can't go too long. It, 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 it needs to go yeah. maybe 15, 20 minutes at, at, at twenty you, at most. You, you, you but think? 15, 15, 15 is the bar. 
Yeah. Anything after that is going over. Right. Like right, right. so, if, at least because you, it's a submission match, and and you can't build Becky to be that weak to lose that fast. But you don't want you don't want to do Natalia wrong either. Yeah. You've been building her up. And we know what Natalia could do, so we know Becky's not just gonna go out there and just run through her. Right, right. So I'm thinking ten minutes, but really I'm thinking really thinking ten minutes with fifteen minutes being the max, but this is SummerSlam, this is a championship match, this is Becky. Right. She's the you know, she's the man of the women's division, so I'm thinking they're gonna give her a little time, but I I, I'm still going to go with the heel turn. I think Natty's going to do heel turn, and the crowd's going to love it. That's the thing. She's going to turn heel, and it's Toronto, so they're going to cheer. So she'll get the mm. pop. She'll get the pop for it. But right. I still feel there's a heel turn. The question is, will she win? What's there up? was one women's submission match. With? Charlotte against Natalia at Extreme Rules. Ah, okay. I, I knew it was Charlotte and to Natalia. I thought it was NXT, but it was Extreme Rules. Sure, it was last year. No, uh, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it, it was back in uh, 2016. Okay. Right, but that's when Charlotte and right, at least right, right. the the big four was. I remember, I remember. I remember. Yeah. I remember now. So, now I think yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's well, good. Thank you, uh, the Encyclopedia of Wrestling. We, mm-hmm. we appreciate you. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you know. I, I like the setup. You know, like I said, I don't really care for the match, but I like the setup that it led to for SummerSlam. Up next, I believe we're we're going to talk about this for a while. Uh, next up is the Rollins versus Ziggler match that just turned into man, it it, it, it turned into something else, um, a massacre, uh, <laughs> a, a, a slaughter, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. It, it. it was terrible, but well, it was terrible for Seth Rollins. Uh, so we got Rollins versus Ziggler. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, we we seen enough of this. <laughs> so we were hoping something was going to happen. What we didn't know was that Brock Lesnar, one, was actually in the building. Yeah. And he would actually show up and come out and do any, really do anything major. Uh, but Ziggler ended up helping Brock get the best of uh, Seth, you yeah. know, by holding his leg, then rolling out once Brock got in the ring. And then Brock, of course, doing what he do, suplex city. Inside the ring, outside the ring. Then he F5 him into the uh, side of the post. Then he grabs a chair and he sits it in the ring. And then, man, F5s on top of the bar, the top part of the chair where it landed right on his rib cage and his stomach. Falls, what was your thoughts, man? As you, once it got from the ring, from the outside of the ring and he brought in the chair, what were you thinking? I mean, even the German suplex on the on the on the outside, yeah, but like yeah, Seth yeah. wasn't ready, like Lesnar's just tossing him before Rollins and he did it was quick. even ready. Yeah. He did it. He did it real yeah, quick, like a snap of a finger. The F five to the on the ring post. Right. I was like, okay. I thought he hit. I thought he like like the side of the hip. I thought it was like his like yeah hip or like leg. Okay. But like when he brung those chairs in and started hitting Rollins with the F five on top of the chair, then he just sit in the chair and look at him. Yeah. Then he would do it again. And again, and then Heyman is pleading with him. And <laughs> then he did it again. I mean, it was just like, wow. But then, backstage, Rollins is being loaded up. Ambulance is about to leave, and Brock stops it. And throws him out of the ambulance. Reminds me back in the old Attitude Era days when they would do this. Mm-hmm. Then when he threw him out. Undertaker did it to Austin. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And, uh. When he threw him out of the ambulance, you kind of see Rollins like clip the belt 
to loosen himself. Mm -hmm. Then when he F5'd him on the gurney, like on the metal part, even my wife was like, ooh, that's got to hurt. Because, I mean, he hit that part and then bounced. Like, that's got to be hard to. And then then he landed on the side of it. So it was like right where the wheel was. Back where the bar is, where they hold it up and Mm -hmm. bring it up. Like, like, I I don't think there's no way you could gimmick that. Like, like that really. And then so. When he did the initial, the first F5, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. But then I think what it really got to me was the second time. You started to see him spit out. His mouth was bloody. Yeah, yeah, busting him open. So I'm like, when I looked at it again, it looked like the second one, he actually might have hit his face when he went down on it. Mm. And then when Brock got him up again for that third one, he didn't put the chair all the way flat. <laughs> So the chair was kind of like this when he did it. Right. And when he landed, you could kind of see what Seth, he was coming out. He trying to push it down a right, little right, bit. Right, right, right. Trying to push it down, but also move it so he doesn't fall totally on yeah, it. Yeah, but, I didn't but that. But I think that F5 on the gurney, I'm like, Brock ain't going to do it. He ain't going to do it. And then he did it. <laughs> and it just, it, and, and to quote Corey Graves, it was sickening. Like, you know. and It was, it was I'm not going to lie, it, it, it was a little bit uncomfortable. It got a little awkward. Well, because you, you got to look at the way he hit it. Yeah. Like, the way Seth came down on it, like, I I'm, I, I thought he busted his knee. Because, the, you know, because the way he landed, it looked like his leg, his knee was trying to land on his leg, on his knee and also his arm. So I'm thinking, dude, you're going to break one of those two, especially with that bars on the side. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to fracture your forearm or your knee or something. Yeah. And... I, I, I and like then just the way he bounced off of it, though. Like you, yeah, because he didn't bounce. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. he like, didn't bounce. He, like, he just ugh. Like, like yeah, off. it was like, 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 <laughs> like ooh, like wait a minute, ooh, that that didn't look right. Like, that, I didn't think that was supposed to happen, but yeah, that was that was that's not the most vicious I've seen. Brock Brock has been more vicious than that, but yeah, that was. I was kind of surprised you do an angle like that. Not well, not surprised, but. I figured you would have did that maybe a couple of weeks ago. Or, or you know, so you wouldn't do that big of an angle leading so close. Now, unless, yeah. you, you know, you want to sell that Rollins, because the report is that Rollins asked for them to not disclose what's right. wrong with him. Right. So no one knows. That's a good thing because you play up the angle that Rollins, you know, is, is broke up and hurt. Right. But it also kind of makes you wonder, how are they going to do this match? You know what? What? What do you think? How can they? How can they sell Rollins actually having a chance to beat Brock Lesnar without him just repeating what he did at WrestleMania? Because that's my thing. Well, I don't want to see that again. Well, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, speaking of this, was I the only one that was wondering, like, dude, where is your girl at? Where, where, where is Becky Lynch? Because if you're looking at it, and, and I know, it's, I know it's not a realistic situation, right? But they they made it a realistic situation. If your man is getting beat up like that from the ring to the ambulance, where are you? You're nowhere in sight. Like, well, she okay. Well, I think mostly when it's say when Becky was fighting uh, Lacey Evans and then like Baron right. Corbin kind of interfered. You have seen Seth get interfered. I think when it's like a woman that interferes, like when Lacey slaps Seth, and then you seen Becky come down. You know, to beat her up. I think it's one of those moments where they're only going to do that when yeah. it's that scenario. So kind of like let the man be man. Right. It's like you know, like when you think the the the, the man is about to get the overpower the woman, you, then you have the man come right. out. Where here it was, 
this is this is going to be more than just some little comedic kind of funny thing. This is this is made to be look serious. Right, right. So you don't have her come out, but she was backstage when they were rolling her. To I don't know if you saw her because she was kind of off to the cut because when Roman and then the Usos, right. you know, when, when they're getting ready before they put them into the ambulance, they show up and then when they walk back, you know, prior to something else happening. Uh, you see Becky standing there, and then she kind of walks off. So she was right, there, right. like she met up with him. But I, you wouldn't have her come out for nothing like that because she herself doesn't want to be that damsel in distress type female. So it makes sense for her not to come out right. when you are being betrayed that you're tough and you know your man can handle this. Yeah. Flawless man. I Look. wonder what they're gonna do because. This coming Monday is the Go Home show yep. for SummerSlam. Right. Will that show up? Will they give you an update? Like, I mean, they're probably going to say, like, Seth is not going to be 100% entering into SummerSlam. Of course. Will Brock destroy him at SummerSlam like you did John Cena a few years ago where Cena didn't even get, like, a licking? <laughs> makes you wonder. Or, or Randy Orton. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder what's going to happen. Like, is he going to destroy him like how Goldberg destroyed Lesnar at Survivor Series? Like, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I am curious to see about that. Only thing I can think of is that someone would come out and help him. The question is who? Uh, now, you could say Braun. Maybe you you setting up the Seth versus Brock rematch for SummerSlam, but maybe you don't put the title back on Seth. Maybe you're actually going to give Braun. I've been advocating this for... Since the Extreme Rules match, like right. once they pushed him for that, I've been thinking that you guys can give Brock, I mean, give Braun a shot in order for you to make him a legitimate monster. Right. And Joe, I believe you said, you know, Heyman loves the big guys mm -hmm. and he loves Braun. You got to put a title on him. You, you, you got to make him legit. And maybe coming out and maybe trying to help Seth or maybe trying. Helping him, but then Seth still loses. Right. Will push Braun versus Brock, and then you can, you know, you can push for that title match. Nah, as again, as a fan, still WWE. You know, we see Heyman doing his thing, but you still kind of, you know, you you, you can wish. I, I but I, I I'm just curious on how that match is gonna go. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still excited for SummerSlam. I'm still excited to see how bad he's hurt and. Yeah, maybe they don't have Rollins fight at SummerSlam. Maybe they give Brock Braun. <coughs> Braun wins the title. And then Seth comes out yeah. and helps him win. I like that better. See, that's, that's why you're a wrestling encyclopedia. That's why you are who you are. So along with this, um, along with this devastating um, attack that happened, we got a little bit of a brawl as Seth was being taken to the ambulance. Yeah. Uh, so once, like I said, Roman Reigns and the Uso showed up, you know, for their concern, and then as they walked away. The OC came out and jumped the Usos. Yep. And then, you know, Roman, you know, being a big cousin, he comes over to help out. And then out of nowhere, Samoa Joe comes behind him. And now they're fighting in the back. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, we got the whole Brock pulling Seth out and F5ing him on the gurney and walking away. And yeah. Seth just gasping for air. Once we cut away from that, we get Samoa Joe walking into the ring, telling us the Samoan Summit, which... I don't think none of us really knew what they were going to do <laughs> or what it, what it was. But, you know, it was just something they were, you know, they announced. I was glad he said, you know, it got canceled. Yeah. You know, it, there's no point of it. I just want to fight. Roman Reigns, come on down here and finish getting that beat down that you was getting. Right. 
And I love the way that this set up, and I love the way that each individual person, Cedric Alexander, Drew McIntyre, the Usos, the club, I love the way they all came out. And I love this, that this was just a brawl. Right. And they actually let them brawl. Not too many referees really came out to yeah, break it up. Yeah, yeah. Normally, you get like 20 people trying to break all these folks up. They right, actually right. let these guys just kind of just go at each other. It was different. And I know maybe some people didn't like it because maybe it, it seemed confusing. It just right. seemed out of nowhere. You just just random guys mm -hmm. are just fighting. But yeah. this, is, this is still a wrestling show. They want it to be a little edgy. What better way than to just have guys go? Franchise. What did you think about how you know how everything set up and how it ended? I liked it. Um, I was kind of I was a little confused at first, right. but then there's like as more people kind of got added to the situation, right, right. it made sense because we had some old Joe come out one night. You got we got Reigns out there. You know, the only thing that I kind of would have I thought would have made more sense mm -hmm. is with the OC. Maybe had AJ Styles come out. Mm. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I liked the team of the Bloodline and Cedric Alexander. Mm. At first, when he kind of ran away, I'm like, where'd he go? And he just hit the car. Yeah. And he hit the car and go, yeah! But I'm like, what are, what are they screaming? And then you just see him like up there on the, on the, uh, on on the top of the LED board. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when he hit that, um, the diver cross body, I'm like, okay. All right, cool. And then... That also kind of made me want to see him and Drew a little more. Right. Because seeing him go at it in the ring, I'm like, okay. He can handle himself. He can, because now I'm not looking at it as a, a cruiserweight or a 205 live guy going against a big guy. Right. It's literally, all right, dude, you got this dope-ass Cedric Alexander who can move. You got right. Drew who can obviously fight. All right, I want to see it. Then, you know, you got Reigns and the Usos and the Joe and everybody. It was a lot going on. Mm -hmm. But in this own weird WWE way, it made sense if you've been watching the last few weeks. You kind of, yeah. you kind of yeah. knew it was like a whole bunch of different stories in one. But you knew like each person had their place in the brawl, so it right. it made sense. It worked, and I liked it because even though WWE they're standing in PG, whatever, it's you you're allowing a, a lot more leeway. Mm, yeah. You know, like that was a solid what. Seven, eight minutes of them just. Hey, hey man, what you call it? What you call it? Chaos? Chaos. chaos. Yeah, yeah, it was just chaos. It was, that's all it was. Like, it was, hey, go out here, just do you. Right. And it gave me like that realism, but at the same time, it's like they didn't overdo it. Mm -hmm. I, I think they fought just enough time and they and they cut it. They, they cut off of it. Yeah. I, I think I liked it. The chaos. Flawless. They ended in chaos. Yeah. And. When they ended in chaos, you're like, kind of wanting more. Like, okay, I want to see this. Like, yeah. Raw really hasn't ended in chaos like that in a long time. Yeah. Um, when it happened, when the OC attacked the Usos, I was right then and there. I was like, I like the feud, but no, I don't want the Usos <laughs> to get another shot at the title. Like, they already feel well, they're going to well, well, they're gonna lose because yeah. you just put the title so, on the club. So, so it makes some sense. Like, punish them. For doing the and they're the best tag team, so you yeah. need to get the you need to get the yeah. OC over. So yeah, the no Joe problem. and uh, Reigns thing, I mean that's a match. I want to see those two been going at it, the Samoan feud going on with them, and then Cedric and Drew. When Cedric jumped off the top, it was like whoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's dangerous as it is, but to hit that cross body, I mean the crowd popped big for that. 
Mm. It was just so much chaos. Yeah. Like, I was, like, confused at first when it all happened. I'm like, dang, like, what's going on? Okay, who's going to come out next? Yeah. You know, what's going to happen? Is somebody going to get put through the announce table? Like, I thought that's what yeah, was going to happen. Yeah, I thought that's where they were going with because everybody, yeah. like, you went from, like, by the ring to up on the ramp. Around the corner. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then when Drew came out, you went around the crowd. So yeah. you kind of almost went almost around the whole arena. Yeah. But, yeah, go ahead. But, I mean, it was a nice ending. Right. I liked it. Better than last week's. <laughs> you know, like, we were talking. <laughs> Well, you can't beat Stone Cold. No, no. You can't but beat the, Stone Cold giving you just a pure from the heart speech. Yeah. It, it, but, that, that was what it was in his own context. But it was a nice chaos ending that made you want him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because oh. because now that ending made you want to be like, okay, yeah. well, and like, kind of like what you were saying, you know, normally for the last couple of years, SmackDown and Raw kind of ended with like, okay, well, you knew exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Now it's kind of like it's a cliffhanger. It's like watching the, it's like watching your favorite TV show. Right. It's like you know you build up to this plot and it's like oh it's like all right well I gotta got, wait got, till next week. <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn. All right, man. Yeah. Let's go. But now the plot was so thick and you got so into it. It was like well damn I gotta watch it now. Right. So and that's the thing with with uh, SmackDown and Raw lately for what the last two weeks with the exception of the one bad SmackDown and the. The right. Raw reunion, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. kind of been like, dude, I've been sitting here for the most part watching the shows, and even if I have a DVR, I'm still watching it that night. I might fast forward just little tiny segments, but overall, I'm actually watching the show. So I think they're getting more edgier. Yeah, and it's good that they're starting now. Yeah, because they have another wrestling program. Yeah, company promotion that's been edgy. Since they started, <laughs> Edge is a nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> they they they've been doing things that kind of weren't making people yeah, wonder yeah. what are y'all actually going to do for your yeah, show. Yeah, but, but you mean, did hear that he said uh, he he is a Tony Khan. He said that the more of the vulgar part of the edginess is going to be right. reserved more for the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So Which he so he, so he so he did make it be known that hey, like okay, you guys are seeing this now, but this is pay per view. Like right. I don't expect to see this every Wednesday. Which is cool because now you're giving these pay per views a certain, a different feel. Right. Like you guys remember like back in the day The blood fuse as you as you mentioned before. Yeah, like yeah. you remember back in the day when you were watching Raw and the SmackDown or Nitro or whatever, it felt one way. Yeah. But then when you see the pay-per-view, it was like a whole different mm-hmm. vibe, different stage, different yeah. lighting. Like, it just felt different. Yeah, it was, it was pay-per-view. <laughs> now, these pay-per-views currently, they just feel like an extension of Raw or SmackDown. Right. You know, with the exception of the big four. But, yeah, so I'm ready, man. Let's do it. Man, that's sweet. So, as it's looking right now for SummerSlam... Um, it's been made official, of course, that Ricochet is going to get his rematch with AJ Styles for the U.S. title, which I think we're all excited for. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, I think it needs to be a ladder match. But maybe they're saving that for later. You know, I think you could do that yeah. with those two and just 20, 25 minutes. Just just let them do them. So what's, what's the next pay-per-view after SummerSlam? Maybe Night, Night of Champions. Night of Champions, Night of Champions or something like that. I believe Night of Champions. I, I, I can see a ladder match on Night of Champions. Right. You know, something different. Just kind of spice it up a little yeah. bit. Uh, but it's, you know, it's the only reason I say that for some, because it's SummerSlam, it's yeah. the, it's, it's the biggest block party in the summer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to, you want to go all out. So right, I, right. I think that's something you can do. Uh, what's also, um, of course is, um, 
what else was official? Oh, uh, the, I'm sorry, you guys, I kind of switched my notes here. Uh, well, oh, the Usos and uh, the Revival. Um, I like, like I said earlier, I like that the, I like that they're doing something new. We, we said they need to do something, no, no more Usos Revival. Right. That's over and done with. I have no problem with the club jumping the Usos. Like I said, they're the best tag team in WWE. You just put the title on these guys. You can't have them go up against the Revival yet. You can do that for Raw. They, that, that's it. The Revival, unfortunately, are popular, but they're not the most popular. Right. The Usos are the most popular, good or bad. Yeah. They're the most popular. So you want to you wanna uh, legit these guys. Now, my I guess my only thing is... You want to keep the title on all three of them, but I don't want to see Ricochet lose. Yeah. I, I I feel like, or or if he does lose, he needs to get screwed out of it, so he can then, like you say, set up the yeah. next for the next pay per view. Yeah. Uh, but I I like that it's the Usos. I like the fact that they helped Joe beat him up. So it's like right. now you 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 created a story. Like I said, a lot of times you don't need a lot of substance. Right. You just need a little something just to create something. And them getting jumped in the back created something. Especially after you lost to the, these guys in the match earlier that night. Well, going to what you said about uh, Ricochet losing, mm. I don't see Ricochet winning, or at least winning the title. Right. Not yet. And the reason I say that is because you had AJ Styles, you know, come over to Raw, and you know he's basically been talking to you know the club like, "Hey, you yeah. guys need to get serious." Blah blah blah. So now they finally win the titles. Then you have AJ lose it. I don't see it just yet. But like right. you said, I do see, you know, Ricochet somehow getting screwed over or whatever. Right. And uh, setting it up for Ricochet Posse with the Night of Champions. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Well, it's possible. Mm-hmm. But I think AJ's going to keep it. Mm-hmm. And they could continue this feud. And maybe somebody could cost Ricochet that match against Styles. Mm. Maybe that might be... Leaving after SummerSlam for a few months. Ah, you, but is it? You, do you think it's a little okay? Since we're we're, we're talking about this, somebody let let's let's bring him up. We know that it's going to be Balor versus the Fiend. Mm-hmm. Does he do it after losing the match? Let's say the Fiend beats Balor. I think we all think the Fiend should win. He's going to beat him. Does he do it? Because for me, it's like it's out of nowhere. Because right now you're yeah. you're, you're being um, the good guy, so it's like does he like does he lose in frustration and then comes out and just decides to help AJ? I think that would kind of work better, story wise. Just being able to say, well, you know, make logic of why he yeah. did. No, I don't think he does. Because I think they want to have him join the club as a su- surprise, right? Somewhere you don't see it coming. I think he'll take time off and then come back and do and it. Then Maybe the- with a different look. I mean, what kind of half demon, half human? Yeah, or yeah. You know, not not full on, but you know, just kind of embracing that mm-hmm. that dark side of him. Yeah. Like just, just you know, I'm, I'm I've been a I've been a smiling fool for the last couple of years. Yeah. I come in, I won a universal championship. Mm-hmm. I get injured, and then I get crapped on, and I'm just I'm done. Don't be it. the demon sitting up in the rafters like they did Sting. Yeah, just sitting there, and just only come out and. Help the club, but not help the club. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just kind of make it confusing. Somehow, if, if they do that, you got to confuse people unless you're ready to just full on say mm-hmm. he's joining them. Right, right. But other than that, I 
I think that was a hell of a way to end the show. Um, like I said, that was a great Raw from start to, you know, start to beginning with a few bathroom breaks, you know, we right, can say, right. as we call them. Um, again, I, I would love to see what they do with this 24-7 championship mm -hmm. as far as Drake and Drew. Again, I, I think they need to team up. You, <laughs> you, you let these guys just create something. Let them show up and be the assistants at the OGB, you know, at her, uh, uh, thing she said she was going to oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just have them be the assistants or you know just just have them do something but it's it's in their quirky crazy little way uh i'm i'm, I'm excited See, like, truth dressing like drake up as a girl like yeah. one of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can i can definitely see i could definitely see that uh again more interested to see what's up with rollins is he gonna make it uh when, when uh, just to, just to see if um, you know if he's able to uh, you know if he's able to be healthy enough to you know uh, uh, you know to to fight to, to show up Sunday you know to, to regain his championship will he be healthy is this a way to push Brian in you know to say Seth's too beat up he's not medically cleared but Seth shows up anyway like I. I'm interested to see what they're going to do as far as that. Um, any final comments on the show? Uh, yeah, man. It was, uh, to me, like I said, it was it was a hell of a raw. Um, like, you know, we discussed, man, they, they ended with a bang. Uh, right. Now I want to see more because, like Joe said earlier, man, this is the go-home show. So right. the go-home show, you know, you, you got to step it up just one more time for me. Right. So, you know, we're going to see more intense promos. The matches probably aren't going to be as intense because, obviously, you know, you don't want to risk getting injured before the pay-per-view. Right. But the story should be getting better. Joe, what you think? Yeah, they got to go home. You always got to go big with the go-home show. Absolutely. Like, make you get ready for the pay-per-view. Like, man, I can't wait for this pay-per-view. I mean, Becky and Natalia, keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Rollins mm -hmm. and Lesnar, you gotta see what's gonna happen with Rollins. You can't take a step back. You gotta take a step forward, and I hope they do that. Oh, man, yeah, I'm I, I just hope they don't blow any of this. Yeah, I think we're gonna get an eight-man tag uh, Monday, which I'm not mad about. Uh, it could end the show, and I would say I would want to see the heels win. You know, just to kind of. But then again, that kind of foreshadows where the heels won, so you know the good guys are going to win. But you have the club; you're not going to you're not going to make them drop the title. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, what are they going to do? right, right? What yeah. could really happen? You know, maybe you know that can end in some chaos. Right. You could throw Ricochet coming out to help, and then Styles can come out to help. Like right, you can, right. and this is three different rivalries. This is three different stories, right. but you mixed it well together in a match. So I, I think we'll see that next week, but. Other than that, like I said, great show. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm loving what Paul Heyman is doing, and uh, I can't wait to see some more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick bathroom break, and when we come back, we will get into SmackDown Live, so stay tuned. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and now it is time to talk about that SmackDown Live. K. Breezy, what you got? What you got? So, for the start of SmackDown this week, was a which was a pretty decent show, a uh, little quirky ending. But uh, what we got for the start of the show is we got Shane cutting a little promo from his, uh, from his, uh, what, what did he say, his, uh, what did he call it, Joe? His, his, his cellular his, device. His, 
<laughs> right. <laughs> his Zen master, you know, his his uh, psychologist or wherever he was going to go. Oh, oh where his life coach. His life coach. <laughs> it was his life coach. I'm like, what did he call it? Like, oh, my God. Like, I can't think. But, his life uh, coach. He was with his life coach, and, you know, his life coach was helping him meditate and get, you know, a peace of mind with Kevin Owens, and he's not going to be there at the show, which... You know, that instantly made the show better that, you know, he wasn't there and he just cut a little small promo. Uh, didn't really say nothing profound other than he he thinks he's going to win. And then we got Kevin Owens who came out and he played off it well. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 you know, he's been doing great lately. Well, he's always doing great. They just need to give let him do what he does best. Yes, sir. Um, cut a good promo, you know, came out pretending like, oh, my God, the world is in and Shane isn't here. But yet... <laughs> You know, <laughs> he wasn't feeling it. And he, he talked about uh, how he was going to beat Shane, and he's not going to quit. He's not going to yeah. do this. And then we got Drew to come out and, uh, you know, basically tell him that, you know, since Shane ain't here, Shane's giving me the right to challenge you to a match. And then he headbutts him. Yeah. And then, um, you know, to kind of have a little fight on the outside, and he throws Owens over the, the table, and they have a match. Flawless. When... Uh, <laughs> with the promo and the match, uh, what, did you, what was your thoughts, man? Shane promo, I kind of fast forwarded because I didn't want to hear him talk. When yeah. I saw that, he, when I heard, you know, I was watching like in the beginning, and then when he said like, "Yeah, I'm here, my life coach. I know you guys miss me in the crowd booze." I'm like, "All right, yeah, I don't want to hear him talk." Right. Then I'm listening to Owen's promo, and I'm like, "Okay." And then when Drew came out, kind of knew it was going to head into a match. I'm like, "All right, Owen's is going to beat Drew." When Drew threw him like at the announce table and said, "Yeah, we're gonna have a match," and it starts right now. Right. Drew got some good offense, but it was basically kind of like a squash yeah. match. It was I mean, a good squash match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Owens hit him with that stunner, which looked it really good. Like, and 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 yeah, Drew well, jumped into it perfectly. Like he fit; they fit perfectly. When he hit it in the ring. You know what Owen should do? Give him like a pop-up stunner. <laughs> like put him up and then hit him with the stunner. It's going to be hard, but. But see, here's the thing. I, I would like that. If you could do it without breaking the dude's yeah. neck. <laughs> or, or, yeah. Because yeah, not only are you coming down, but when you do the stunner, like that's on your shoulder. You got to be perfect with the timing. Yeah, because yeah, you land it like ass first, face into shoulder. Right, it's and, not like the RKO not everybody's the same. Flat. Yeah, and everyone's not the same height, so you're yeah. not gonna get, yeah. you're not gonna have that timing right all the time. Like you yeah. couldn't do that. You could probably do it with a Ray Mysterio, but coming down, you would probably you break Ray's spine or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 really quick, imagine Ray Mysterio getting like popped up and then stunned, and he get bent like a slinky. Man, I'm doing <laughs> like falls out of the ring like bounces. Oh man, like that, no, see that. That might just look bad. <laughs> oh man! But he will be the perfect person to try. Though. He's so he is. He's you know what? He, I'm gonna buy like, one of the smaller guys. Yeah. They're, they're they're easy to try. You know on. I think it'd be a lot funnier with Ray. <laughs> I'm gonna buy like his mask. I'm gonna buy a WWE 2K game from a couple years back and do the create a move list oh, and try to yeah. do that yeah. create a finisher. Oh man! I, but uh, it was a squash match. Yeah. I mean, you didn't really expect nothing else except right. for Owens to hit him with the stunner, yeah, yeah. beat him down, and get the victory. Franchise. Yeah, man. Like like you said. Well, like you guys said, uh, it was a quick match. Uh, I'm glad when SummerSlam is over because mm-hmm. now I'm kind of feeling like 
Drew McIntyre is getting the old Roman Reigns treatment. I'm seeing this dude every <laughs> single but he's losing. He is, but here's the thing. That's the only he, thing. He, he, he's losing, but now this is making me even more mad because it's not like you're even tossing him a couple wins. It's no. you literally you built this dude to be a killer, right? Then you 50-50 book him. Now it's just like he's two months of losing and being Shane McMahon sidekick. Mm-hmm. So when Shane loses, then what? Uh, like, where do you go from here? Yeah. And then are you still finding Cedric? Like, well, it, it feels like they got him in two different storylines on both shows. Because it's like on Raw. Well, that wild card. Yeah, it's like, cause, cause it's, like, it's, like, it's like on Raw, it's him and Cedric. But it's like on SmackDown, it's... Heavy. Who, whoever, whoever, yeah, whoever, whoever, <laughs> whoever Shane's fighting this week, yeah, that's who Roman's gonna fight this week. But yeah, overall, I mean, I liked it for for the match to be okay. as quick as it was and the squash match. It was a good squash. Yeah. Uh, next up after that, we got a Dolph Ziggler interview where he talked about how Mick Foley got you know uh, jumped by the Fiend. But he can't understand why people are tripping about what he did to Shawn Michaels and how bad Goldberg was again, which made <laughs> us think, which made us think that there was a possibility if he wasn't fighting Shawn Michaels, which we knew he wasn't, that maybe Goldberg would show up and just shut him up because he's been brag dogging him so much about the debacle yeah. of the Super Showdown yeah. in Saudi Arabia. With this interview. And I, I know we, I know how we all feel about Dolph. We love his in ring. We know he's good. We know we, we know what he can do. Did this promo or anything that he's done since the, since the Sweet Chan music to Shawn Michaels, has he done anything to make you feel different about him? No. <laughs> 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 just straight up, man. Just, just straight up. I, I, I feel the franchise. <laughs> I mean, wait, I mean, did you have something behind it, Flo? I mean, I mean <laughs> no, but <laughs> I don't want to see Goldberg after the Saudi Arabia show. Right, right. I don't. I <laughs> just don't. But, I mean, Ziggler, I mean, man, he's, he's now at the mid-card of evil. Right. Like. Feel he's trending more towards the lower card of <laughs> which is crazy because lately the last few shows on Raw SmackDown he's been in the main event, right? But it's like nobody cares now. It's too late. I think in order for people to care about Dolph, he needs to go through a whole new character change because right. this specific character do we see it time and time again. So as fans get behind you and actually legit want to see you get pushed, right? They kill it out of nowhere. So it's just like, dude, it's, it's kind of like, I think we as fans have gotten used and almost basically complacent to say, like, hey, look, you're going to put out a good show. Mm-hmm. At this point, I don't even need to hear you say any more promos forever. Like, just go out there and wrestle, do your job. Right. And it's like, all right, man, like, we, we'll see you at the next right. squash or whatever. <laughs> like, he, like, was a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Crowd popped. You know, got rid of McIntyre, I believe. Right, yeah, he did. And then you didn't see him until he attacked Kofi. Well, technically, <laughs> yeah. his contract had ended. You know, that supposed his contract ended, uh, I believe it was a week after the Royal Rumble. Right. So that was the excuse for why he left and went to go do that, but comedy, you know what? that comedy show thing that he was He shouldn't doing. have renewed his contract. 
He I should because it's just like it's, yeah, because he didn't get a title. He should have waited until he got a title, and then just, you know it would have been okay. Yeah, I I it just kind of made me sad for Dolph because like you like we all said, man, we know we we know he can do better, and he is just too far gone for him right now. Uh, next up after that, uh, we got the Amber Moon and Bailey versus Bliss and Cross. Uh I had <laughs> I had a bit of interest in this match when it started after the when when Amber Moon threw uh Bailey into the ring when she fought Charlotte last week. Yeah. And Charlotte beat her up and then, you know, Amber went in and did the uh solar the the eclipse on both of them. I was interested in this match. I'm kind of this this tag match didn't really do it for me and I didn't like that Amber took the loss. Yeah. Um I felt like it should have been if, if it should have been maybe Bailey. Right. But then again, you don't want your champion losing all the time, but if you were going to have him lose, I wouldn't have had Moon lose. Mm-hmm. I would have had Bailey lose. Right. Uh cuz you I I think you're somehow even with 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 Bliss winning I think you're going to somehow tease maybe a possible triple threat. I hope yeah. not. Please don't do it. But it may end up like that. What do you? How, how do you guys feel about this match? I know how we feel about the Raw women's match. Yeah. But how do we feel about the SmackDown women's match? As um, far as what happened on the show and what it's leading to. I'm confused. Because I kind of... Ember's well, kind of getting pushed out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want... Ember to win. Right. Just because I'm a fan of her work at NXT, so I've seen what she did there, but I want Ember to win. Right. But I don't necessarily see Bailey losing at SummerSlam to Ember. So mm-hmm. it's not like with the Becky Lynch Natalia thing where it's kind of like, okay, it could be Natalia for sure because it's in her home country. Right. With Ember, it's kind of like there's really not a backstory. It's just she just popped up like what a week or two ago, and then she threw well, Bailey in the been, ring. She's been feuding with Fire and Desire, right? You know, so she was doing those things, and, and she got an opportunity because she tagged with Bailey. And then Bailey kind of was going through like that Kofi Kingston phase where you were just throwing people at her with no real substance behind the feud, right, yeah. like this one right now. It wasn't like Ember Moon won the match and then she challenged Bailey. It was. Hey, Bailey's like, I want to fight you. You, that's all you've been doing, just fighting people. There's right. been no real story. So, I want to see Ember win, but I'm not necessarily invested per se. I'm interested just because it's different for Bailey, right? But not really sure what to expect from it. Flawless. I was invested like last week mm-hmm. when Ember threw Bailey in the ring, right. and then she hit her with the eclipse afterwards. Like, we were talking about the Raw women's match, how it's getting better every week. Absolutely. I was invested. And then the tag team match, you know, I felt like I was playing Pac-Man. You know, you're excited. You're like, yes. Then when the match started, like, the ghost ate me. It was like... (laughs) And it was just, like, done. I was done. But when Moon, like, lost, like, I was hoping, like, Bailey, like... I was hoping one of them would have cost each other the match. It would have made more sense to build into the feud. Then when Ember got pinned and then Bailey hit her with the... Bailey to Bailey, which I I, I still think is the most weakest and stupidest. I hate hate that finish. Yeah, it's just... I I was so high up it last week. You know, it feels like 
the Raw Women's match is like just climbing and climbing. And this one, like, it peaked last week. It was like, yes, going upwards. Then it just came crashing down. I hope on the go-home SmackDown to SummerSlam, mm-hmm. something happens while Ember gets, like, revenge. Mm-hmm. They need to do something because it had my interest, and now it's slowly going downhill. Before we move on to the next one, uh, do you guys possibly think and this is, this is my. I'm I'm thinking of this. There, I haven't seen anything that suggests it. Could possibly Amber Moon be turning heel? Ah, uh, could could they be maybe pushing? Maybe <clears throat> if if we're thinking Bailey wins, but because Amber wants to be taken so seriously, uh, could you possibly maybe see Amber Moon turn heel? Woo. I could. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be interesting to see Ember turn heel. Right. But it would be... I could see maybe... It's weird because they can go a few a few different ways. You could have Bailey win. Then have Sasha Banks come back and feud with her. Mm-hmm. You could have Ember win. And then her feud with Mandy Rose for the title. Mm. So, Ember turning heel. I mean, it would be interesting to see... I'd be interested. Okay. That would be yeah. be very interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just trying to figure out where this is gonna go. Like you already, for both women matches, you pretty much have two faces facing each other. You got a face on Raw right. versus the face. You got a face versus face on SmackDown. My prediction of someone turning heel has to. <laughs> it's gotta happen. Okay, I'm I'm predicting the heel turn. I'm thinking more of Natty, just the way that Raw's being built up, but. I wanna, I wanna feel like maybe they're going somewhere different where we didn't see it. I don't really see a real dominant heel on SmackDown. Amber's over with people yeah. because they know she's good. Could this be a good way to make her heel and build her up as a, as a good female heel? Well, I, I think so. Because uh, I guess now when you really think about it, on SmackDown, they're wrong for the women's division. Mm-hmm. Both matches are technically baby faces versus baby face. Right. Like, only thing is with Raw, I think the reason we're seeing such interest in their matches, uh, primarily the women, they actually have character. Like, Bailey is. Backstory. Yeah, Bailey is bland as chicken with no seasoning. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you got Ember Ember Moon. She's like the Apollo Crews and the women. Like, she has a great look and a great moveset, but her promos aren't really there yet. She's no, bland, no, too. No, not at all. Not so, Ember Moon seemed like she would be better suited as a heel, because as a heel, you don't really have to talk. You right. could literally use your tactics. With babyface, you're a little more restricted. You kind of have to co- try to connect a little more as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I can see Ember Moon as a heel, but really, man? She, Bailey, she, they need to do something with Bailey. Right. Because... Her character is still, and I think we were talking about it too, her moveset. Mm-hmm. It's not a realistic moveset for half the people she's beating. Right. Like, she should do the elbow drop as a finisher, maybe. Exactly. And like the Bailey, the, mm-hmm. like the belly, the Bailey, the belly, I'm not buying that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Not, you, not to finish somebody off, never. You tell me you got, you got this chick over here doing a flipping stunner, and she's going to lose to a, a belly to belly suplex? A belly flop. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, you know, just throw that out there. You know, I, I, like I said, I, you got too many good people here. You, yeah. you need somebody. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to turn. Somebody's got to do something drastic to really bring an interest, especially to the SmackDown match where you know you got to bring a little bit more well, attention. Really quick, to it. let me ask you this: What's happening? I don't know why. In my heart, I still feel like somehow Sasha. And I don't know, man. I could be wrong, but I I feel like some way somehow Sasha is going to find her way into this match, into the match, or just find her way interfering well, well, in it. Well, in, into the situation. Okay, I like that better. Like into that. the situation. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> moving on, Joe. This is your guy. You yeah. you, you rave about him. You were glad to see that him and Cesaro put on such a great match at Extreme Rules. Matter of fact, we're talking about that guy, Aleister Black. Mm -hmm. He cut another promo where he actually, I like that he put over Cesaro. Yeah. You know, that you know Cesaro was a man for knocking on the door mm -hmm. and stepping up to, to the challenge. Yes, sir. And that Black is getting upset that no one else has done it. Yep. I like this promo compared to the other ones because we well we've seen them so he has just been doing promos and right, not right, doing right. anything. Still confusing as hell. It, it is, <laughs> but but it makes sense. He just he wants the best competition. Too many, too big, too much, too much big words for you franchise. Yeah, man, come on, I tell you, that's like Cleveland public, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland public. We stick with basic synonyms and ABCs. He said with more than eight letters, yeah. you can forget about it. A E I O U. He using that. And we don't sometimes why. Sometimes why. Sometimes why. We don't sometimes why around, around here. But I like Black's promo. Um, I like. The I spell phone with an F. <laughs> F O N E. <laughs> That's how you spell it, phone. Nope. F O W N. Oh, that. Oh wow. Oh wow. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> oh man. Oh wow. My bad, y'all. We just some Cleveland boys, man. That's all I can say. Uh, so <laughs> y'all clowns. <laughs> oh, that's why y'all my dudes, man. So black, black cut a great promo, and it was awesome. Uh, I, I, I was interested to see, you know, with SummerSlam coming up. I wish he would have did this a week ago. I think maybe they've, uh, I think they waited a week too late. You know, you kind of, kind of could have built this a little more. Yeah. But um, I'm glad that he did it. And then a little later, we got Sami Zayn showing up. Saying that Black isn't asking for a fight, he's asking for help, mm -hmm. and that he's going to be the one to give him that help. He's going to expose him. I wasn't expecting this because uh, earlier or in the last podcast we were talking about maybe Ray and Sammy doing something with the way they were doing the angle, especially with the gauntlet match for right, Monday. Right. You know, especially the way that part of the match ended. Yep. You know, between those two. So I was very surprised, but then I got really excited. Yeah. You're giving me Sami Zayn versus Aleister Black. Okay, another top-notch match. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Flawless. This is your guy. I know I know how you feel about him, man. Speak your mind. The promo was nice. But man, you wouldn't think like Aleister Black's like a talker. No. Like a promo guy. Yeah. But those backstage segments, I mean, it's just... It's getting better every week. Um, when Zane, Sami Zayn came, was in the backstage area talking about him. Feels like they're putting it together kind of quick with Summer Summer around the corner, but this can be a really good match. Like, I like Cesaro and Black. Zane and Black could be like 
take it to another level. Absolutely. Especially with Zayn's promo skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with the SmackDown coming up, the one before SummerSlam. See Zayn cutting a promo on him. And those two kind of like brawling before SummerSlam. Oh, man. This, two NXT legends going at it. Like, you never seen them fight in NXT. No, it's like, two different times. Like, yeah, like yeah. two different eras. One was coming in, yes. one was going out. Man. This is a match you wish you would have seen in NXT. Oh, yeah. But on oh, the main yeah. roster, I just hope they give them enough time yeah. to work I, yeah, it. I, like, I don't want to see a quick three no. second. I don't want to see Sammy walk in. Before we get to you, franchise, I don't want, I, I'm hoping that. Sammy is healthy enough to actually have a match because mm-hmm. the way they've been pushing him the last couple of weeks, he really hasn't done anything, and which makes you worry about the, his soldier injury in it, or as far as the issue of what he's having, stiffness, soreness, whatever it is. He's been at the WWE Center working out, getting treatment for it. So <clears throat> I was excited for it, but then I got to thinking, because of all of that, mm-hmm. are they going to make this a squash match? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see that. I... I I understand the black mass is going to be devastating, but if Sammy really can't go, why do this? But franchise, we're saying that because <coughs> I'm going to cover you with it, uh, your thoughts and stuff on on uh, this possible matchup. Well, this, this is why I don't think it's going to be a squash match. You have too many other people on the roster that you could use. <coughs> excuse me, to fuel Alistair Black. Right. Um, Sammy Zayn is the last person you could get to get squashed. Um, considering one, if he isn't healthy, it just wouldn't make sense. Right. Two, he's not healthy, but you're gonna put him in at the last second. Once again, I don't really see that being like a logical thing for them to do at this point right now. Um, uh, random, yes, but once again, we were talking about fresh faces, fresh matchups. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect Sammy to actually challenge Alistair Black. What I thought was Sammy gonna you know, talk his little trash, or whatever, like that. Mm-hmm. And then that was that. You know, I thought he's going to make his way. I thought he's going to kind of segue into, like, something else. Or talk about somebody else. Yeah. I thought he was going to mention Ray on this show. Hey, I did, too. So, I thought maybe, you know, like, you know, he just needs some help. And speaking of help, you know, Ray, blah, blah. But, no, he went. He challenged Alistair Black. Yeah. Like you said, this is these are two guys you didn't see in NXT, but are two cornerstones in NXT. Two different eras. Yeah. Uh, their styles are different. Yeah, but very much similar in the same where they're both speed guys. Mm-hmm. Sammy, he can strike. He can kick, too. Now, he's more of a high flyer and submission type, whatever. Black is a more, like I said. Striker. Yeah, like a, striker, a, a yeah. fighter, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, this match, man, yeah. And, and they're pretty similar in size. So, I think it would be a really good, quick, high-octane match. If it's not going to be super long, I guarantee you get a lot out of it just because of how fast they work. Oh, sweet, sweet. Well, I think we all looking forward to it. Just like I said, well, I <clears throat> we hope that it's not a squash match where it just makes you. I would hate to get such a great match yeah. with him and Cesaro, and then to get this because Sammy isn't well. But you want to do something for Cesaro. You you could put anybody. Yeah. You you could really have anybody else fight Cesaro and still make it a good match. Really quick too, before you switch, I think this is going to be a battle of who can sell the black mask better. Between Cesaro and Sami Zayn, Sami can sell. I'm just picturing right now. I'm calling it. 
We are going to be texting when he gets hit with this black mask. That is going to be something nasty. Man, look, it's the Huluva kick versus the black mask. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's going to be pretty nice. So next up, we got the king of obscene gestures and comments. We got the <laughs> queen of puppies. And then we got the, the queen herself. It was the king's court with yes, a special sir. guest yes, of the sir. Hall of Famer. The one, the only, the beautiful, the talented, the I wish she was mine. Trish Stratus, she comes out, she's talking with the king, you know, they're going over, you know, her missing the Raw reunion, which, ironically, because of how good and bad the show was, I did you know that she did not, she wasn't there, yeah, like, yeah. now it's like, not her, not Lita, yeah. you really didn't get anyone else, where was Jacqueline, where was Ivory, where was really yeah, some of these jazz, other women, yeah. where was Beth Phoenix, like, where, where were some of these women? Consider she's doing commentary on NXT. Right, like, <laughs> where, like, where were some of these women at, right. but again, we knew this was a last minute rush show, so we know she was on vacation, uh, from my understanding, she was taking bikini pics while on vacation, so they're on Instagram, gotta find her. Uh, <laughs> then Charlotte comes out, and Charlotte is, you know, she's the she's the queen bee of them all. Yep. She comes out and she cuts her great promo. And she talks about how, well, you know, early on Trish was talking about how she's enjoying motherhood, and yes, yes. you know, though, you know, the the thought of having one more match has crossed her mind, but she's clearly focused on being a mother. Right. And then, of course, Charlotte hints on that that that's an excuse. It's an excuse that you, that's the reason why you're not getting your one last match. And the queen is challenging you for a match. Franchise. Oh, I'm going to go to you, Joe. I'm going to go to you on this one, man. What was your thoughts and, and, and how did you feel with what they said to each other? And just kind of the build to it. Because I, I thought maybe it lagged a little bit because it, it didn't feel like they really knew what to say when King and Trish was talking. Very awkward. And then when, you know, once uh, um, Charlotte came out, it got, it picked up just a little bit. But what were your thoughts on it, man? I uh, love the King's Court. I wish they, I did like how they had it set up, like the actual King's Court from like back in his day. Mm, mm. Love Jerry Lawler. Big Cleveland Indians fan, diehard. Go oh, yeah. King. Trish coming on I me. Mean, Trish just still looks good. Man. Yes. It did get a little awkward, you know, the interview. And then when Charlotte came out, <laughs> I noticed this, but like when Charlotte talks, like it feels like she's talking louder. Like, I'm the queen. Like she's trying Projecting to get her, her point. Yeah, yeah, like trying to get her yeah. point across in the way she's talking. They had like an intense stare down with her telling her. Boobies well, and boobies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, Charlotte's saying, well, I have a mom, you have a mom, you know? And a little weird there, but... Yeah. And then is. the... Then for me, I thought she was going to say, I'm a mom, but I'm like, wait a minute, no, 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 you a mom, wait a minute. Ardrani, or, what, what, when did this happen? Yeah, then, explain it to me. Yes. Tranquilo. Right. And then, <laughs> when her, with Charlotte challenging her to a match, like we talked about this has been kind of rumored. Mm -hmm. Man. I'm excited for the match. Mm -hmm. The build was not bad, you know. Could have been better. Yes, yeah. I wonder if they'll do anything with the go home SmackDown to SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. If Trish shows up, or maybe Charlotte just cuts a promo, or Trish is like in in her hometown. They're doing like a split screen. Mm -hmm. It is in Trish's hometown of Toronto, Canada. Yes, sir. Makes it interesting. 
I don't know who's going to win. I'll say that for the <clears throat> prediction show. Okay. Man, Trish can still go. I know that. So it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Franchise, what you feeling, man? Well, now that <clears throat> I can finally talk about <laughs> this since last week, we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we did, but uh, it I, wasn't too much. I, I would like to say, much. first and foremost, I am 100% stratified. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And what, she's 40, what, 44 now? I don't know, but she looks damn good. Yeah. Point taken. (laughs) But, yeah, so, like I said, you know, when we texted, I said that the, uh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I said that the promos feel awkward. Right. I think this is one time that WWE could actually use the creative team on this one. Well, it doesn't just, help when Vince is rewriting the show two or three times before the show actually starts. Yeah, because you so can, that doesn't help. Because you can kind of tell, like, Trish, she didn't really know what to say. And you could tell King really didn't know what to ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Trish, as a, Trish as a promo, uh, I wouldn't call her a specialist, but she... She can go out there and and catch you with her words. She yeah. she's, she was very great with that. Being good guy, being a bad guy, or right. good girl, bad girl. She's she's always been good at speaking, and it was never an issue. But you can just see the rust. Yeah. You know, she's she hasn't had to really come out and say a whole lot. She shows up, smile, do a few moves, and then waves and then leaves, yeah. which which is fine. So yeah, I yeah I I felt she she was it was rusty, but. It would have been a it would have been a lot better if it was better scripted. If right. you know, like I said, not so many changes prior to the show starting when you rewrite the whole show. But yeah, but like I said, it, it was good one just to see her back. Like that was great. She still looks good. Right. Uh, she still looks like she can go physically. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, man, I, I'm really excited. My only issue with with it was seeing how it came out. I wish that it wasn't leaked ahead of time mm-hmm. that there was going to be the rumor match between Charlotte and Trish. Because the promo with her and Jerry Lawler was so bad, mm-hmm. you already knew where they were going to it. But it was like, it was just so bad. I rather had Trish just been out there talking. You wanted Charlotte, Charlotte to hurry up. up. Yeah, yeah, you wanted Charlotte to kind of hurry. Like, come, okay, Charlotte, come on out. This is this yeah. is dragging on a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like I said, for what it was, man, hey, I get to see her wrestle one more time. So whatever. Sweet man. Uh, any final thoughts? You know, it's, it's Trish. You know, you got any last things you want to say, or you want to save it for the next show? I'm gonna save it for the next show. We gonna save it for the next show. So the next, uh, we got a little couple of backstage segments. Um, we got one with the OC and AJ Styles. You know, reminding everyone that SmackDown is the house that AJ Styles, Styles built. built. And, you know, celebrating, you know, wanting to still continue to celebrate with the club, you know, with their recent tag team championship win. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, getting ready for their well, for their one-on-one match. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was supposed to be a six-man tag, but they changed it again. Of course. So they just made it one-on-one, which I, I got to say wasn't bad, but we'll get to that a little later. And then next after that, we got, well, of course, somebody we're excited to see. We got the Firefly Funhouse which I'm glad they're doing new episodes on SmackDown. And they're showing it on SmackDown, which I, I like that. That's yeah. different. Uh, we got, well, what's the, the rabbit, you know, saying that he was, was uh, I can't never remember these little characters' names, but he was a big fan of, of Finn, Finn Balor. Yeah. And, you know, he was, you know, he, he praising Finn Balor, but yeah. yet he was warning Finn Balor that you made a mistake and, yeah. and, and wanting to challenge the Fiend and, 
and he felt the fiend coming and he ran off and then you got Bray Wyatt being the genius that he is with this character. He comes out and he looks confused. He's looking around. Then he looks up and notices the camera. Then he just smiles and it's like you, you evil little devil. What, 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 what? <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm more afraid of this yeah. than I am of the fiend. Like, dude, this is what worries me. Uh, franchise. Yep. What what did you think about it, man? Uh, how did how did you feel about the funhouse? I liked it. It was it was short and to the point, right? You know, and and that's the thing. He got right to it. Uh, when Bray came out, initially I thought he seen the rabbit, right? I'm like, oh man, he about to kill the rabbit again, again right again. Like, man, it's just like, man, you just can't catch a break, man. I, I was like, dude, what is up with him and the rabbit? <laughs> And then I don't know what the other characters were, but I mean, you know, the rabbit man, he been he been taking L's. I think it was just good for the rabbit this week. It was just like it was just a short promo, SmackDown. You know, they don't have yeah. that, that much time. But yeah, I, I liked it, and like you say, uh, I didn't know this has been SmackDown exclusive, so I thought that was pretty cool. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm still confused because now it's like the the Mister Rogers guy that we call him. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like he's still the fiend. I mean, I we get it, right? He is, but he's not. But it's now it's kind of confusing because it's like, all right, well, is he gonna start being more like demented and like less goofy now? I I, I don't know. Like, how are they gonna do that with that part of the character? Is what I'm saying. With the fiend, it's the old uh, cliche of what they say about Batman. Bruce Wayne is the mask. Batman is the real person. Mm. Where the backstage segment of Bray Wyatt is the mask. That's 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 the that's that's the fakeness. That's right, that's right, the right, right, right. aha the trick behind you know to your eyes. Where the fiend is the that's 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 him. Right, this right, this right. is the guy we're getting. Flawless. What did you feel about the promo? And you know it was short and sweet. Was to mm-hmm. the point. Uh, like I said, we're all excited for it, man. What did you think about it? I told you guys, like the rabbit, the rabbit. It's like kind of like hard to understand him, right? You know, but I did like it when he said he was a fan of Balor. Like it's like made me wonder, like, damn, like is he like telling Balor like be careful because of what Bray did to him? Mm-hmm. But when Wyatt, I mean, when Wyatt came out looking. And then you see him do that little smile, and he said, let me in. Yeah. That split personality. Like, you're not going to know what you're going to get for him. Like, like, man, what he's been doing with this character is... It's a genius. It's yes. Genius. Yes. It really is. And, man, I'm... Ex- Ooh, man, I mean, it was just, like... You see, I mean, just see him walk in, like... Was somebody talking? Then you just see his camera, like... Smiles. And just, just, he ran into character. Yeah. Like, hi, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> then you just see like, him get nah. mad, like, let me in. <laughs> and then it just... <sighs> so, uh, with with that being said, we're going to segue into the next, because he had a little bit of a hand to play in his next match, which was Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. Uh, again, uh, unfortunately, another match where I don't think no one really cared. Nope. Uh, Cause it's Dolph, and no one really knows. <laughs> no one really knows why he's back. We knew why he was back. back. We're not sure why he's still there, um, or why they're why they're still pushing this character of him. I, I think maybe it's time for a character change, really, really soon, because this version of Dolph needs to go. But they had a nice little 
uh, you know, a little back and forth match. Wasn't nothing exciting. It, it, it was really more of the story behind the match, more than more about the match. And as they were, you know, as they were going back and forth, I believe Finn knocked Dolph to the ground or to the mat. And then, of course, that that famous the the music hits, the lights dim out, and then all of a sudden you get that screeching noise and the lights start flashing, mm-hmm. and we got to see the fiend, and he he distracted Balor enough, and we thought, oh man, he's gonna he's gonna run to the ring, but he didn't. He just distracted him, which Balor turned around into a super kick by Dolph. Dolph picked up his second or third win since he's been back, which, <laughs> again, which is why we're just going to gloss over the match they had because it really wasn't much of a match. But to have, uh, to see the promo that we got from uh, Bray, like I say, putting on the mask, being in the, putting on a, or, or say, for him, it's the sweater. Mm-hmm. It's the car. You know, that, that's his, you know, when he puts that on, man, he's this Mr. Rogers guy. But to see him come out as the fiend, I thought that did well in building their match where it really almost makes you really wish and then maybe it's just me I'm really starting to think man I, I want to see the demon but I, I don't yeah. they need to make up for that sister Abigail debacle they tried to do yeah. and use this where you 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 I think you can do it well but you know Vince is I guess they're big on the uh, the demon not losing right so we won't get it but it really made me more intrigued with this match and, um, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. What are your guys' thoughts on it, uh, Joe? I mean, I thought it was cool. I mean, the Ziggler and Balor match was kind of like an afterthought. Right. But the best Wild part of it... Yeah, I mean, the best part <laughs> of it was when the lights started flashing and Ziggler got his little victory. Like, yay, I had to win by interference. Mm-hmm. It's my only victory I'm going to get on SmackDown for a while. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. I mean, the match... With the fiend coming out and distracting Balor, you know, I think it plays into like Balor's like psyche going into the match. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they could say, "Hey, we're gonna have him bring back the demon," but I don't think they're going to because you don't want the demon to lose. Right. But I mean, I liked what why it did with the fiend when he came out. Franchise. It just built. Yeah. Um, I thought he was gonna attack. Uh. Valor, mm-hmm. but he didn't. And then I'm like, okay, well, distraction. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. okay, all right. I was like, all right, because when they panned in on him, they showed him for a minute. Yeah, it wasn't like he just popped up like Undertaker. He'd pop up and then be gone. Yeah, he was. like he stood there for a minute. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, Man. and then he didn't attack nobody. So when he they panned back, like nobody was like in the sister Abigail or nothing. He was just gone. Right, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that was nice. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and he cost me a new match. Yeah, and so okay, that adds to the that adds to the match. So yeah, that was cool, and it was cool to see considering we just seen him. On the right, he just right, and right. I like, oh, I like that. Right, and I, and I think that was the best thing about it. They they did that, and then the match happened right next. So yeah. everything it fit Flowed well together. together, which is why the Ziggler versus Balor match was an afterthought while the match was going on. <laughs> Uh, next up, real quick, was Ali versus Nakamura. It was a rematch from the world famous Smackville show that came on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> he said world famous. <laughs> hey man, it was from Nashville, man. Smackville, baby. Uh, this was a real quick match. I, I think this was just a, because of uh, Ali taking a loss on the show. 
It was just a quick match to give him an opportunity against Nakamura. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing really special. It was like five minute match. They just did enough hit the spots to get him over you right. know, for the title shot. I'm excited for this matchup. Um, like before, we thought it was going to be Balor and Nakamura, but now finding out Balor wants time off. It's going to be Ali. I think they found the right person. I'm excited for the match. Uh, franchise, what you feeling, man? Simply put, man, I want to see it. Sweet. I want to see it. Um, I wanted to see it after I, uh, the famous mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Smackville. When mm -hmm. I said when I when I seen that match and I seen how well those two gelled together, right? I'm like, cool. Then when they did a, you know the follow up on SmackDown, I like that Ali did get the victory, right? I'm like, damn man, if they make him lose again. It's like, eh, whatever. But now you really don't know who's going to get this win, now right? At SummerSlam, I want to see it. Yeah, I mean the match they had at SmackVille was really good, mm -hmm. and then this one on SmackDown, it was like, eh, uh, not not good. Maybe there's. Saving the best for the pay-per-view. Which I'm okay with. Yes. Yes. I mean, if you have a match like they did at Smackville and turn it up a notch, it's going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Ali getting the pin. Yeah, I mean, it made sense considering Nakamura beat him. Right. I mean, maybe. And, and it could, really wasn't yeah. supposed to be him to fight. It was supposed to be Balor, but yeah. Balor couldn't right. go, so they substituted him. So. I mean, maybe you could have had like Nakamura beat him again and say, like, yeah, you can't beat me. I'm going to give you one more shot. And now you put the title on the line. Yeah. That's how confident I am about it. Yeah. I, I like now, that. I mean, Nakamura just won the title. Do you take it off of him no. that quick? Not, I, not, not really, no. No, but this match, this match could steal the show at SummerSlam. Pre-show or regular show? See, that's what I hate, man. He has the uh, Intercontinental title. The Intercontinental title does not belong on the pre-show. But that's what they did. I know, I know. Oh, that's a, that, last minute at that point. I know, oh, and that really irks me. I want it on the main show, but if you're going to have freaking Finn Balor and Shinsuke going on the pre-show, you can't tell me. They're going to put <laughs> Ali ahead of Finn Balor and put him on the main. Right. To me, if I'm Finn Balor... I'm turning it to the demon after SummerSlam, like that next Raw. And you're going to put Ali on the main card and not me. So, as much as I want to see it on the main show, man, it's, a, it's, it's definitely going to be. I think it's going to be the the show, the match leading into the main show. Sweet, sweet. All right, next up, man, we got possibly was the best segment promo uh, spot of the night was the mind in the mind of the Viper. And. For me, you know, I've been, uh, you know, I've been advocating this for the past couple of months where I'm glad that they finally, you know, they're bringing up the stuff in 2009. I like the way Orton set it up as far as how yeah. things really went, as far as his, what he thinks and everything he said. And it just tied in together. And the way he talked, the way he said everything, the way he just talked about how Kofi wouldn't mm -hmm. be where he is if it wasn't for me. I am the reason for Kofi mania. And you know, and if Kofi thinks that he can beat me, then he's just stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. And I, the way they delivered, the way they showed it, it was awesome. Joe, what was your thoughts, man? How did you feel about the promo and as far as how they're pushing the match? Man, that promo was awesome. I loved how Randy said, this is me. I don't have to be a fake Jamaican accent, you know, and mm. doing all these dances to appeal to people. I'm doing this by being me, and I did held you down. You weren't ready. 
I love how he did the stupid, 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 like how when he gave him the RKO back in the day, uh-huh. when Kofi botched a move uh-huh. and he told him stupid. I mean, this was like, I mean, you know Orton's good on the mic with promos, but this promo was just like, wow, straight mm-hmm. fire. Like, yeah. And I loved how they showed him kicking Ali in the face where Ali couldn't compete in the elimination chamber mm-hmm. that Kofi took his spot, like saying, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be in this position. Oh, man. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, this match really has my interest, I think, more than any other match. And I'm thinking Orton might win the title. But we'll save that for the prediction show. But this feud that they picked up uh-huh. from 2009... It, I told you it was, it was already made story, and you all you can do is make it better. Don't mess it up, franchise man, real quick. Yeah, um, I was into it because one, it was a real life situation, and two, it, right. it, he didn't have to remember any lines. No, he, he didn't have it's to just stuff that already happened. Yeah, he didn't have to. He didn't have to try to imagine how that would feel. When he said it, it was one of those things where it's like, I know this is for storyline purposes. But it really blurred the line mm-hmm. of, damn, do he really still feel that way? <laughs> because yeah. when he yeah. said it, it was, okay, you don't know. Are they cool now in real life or are they not? Because when he said it, and then when he reiterated, stupid, stupid, stupid. Like, mm-hmm. he's basically reaffirming, like, yeah. What he's, what he say? When you piss me off, you get knocked back down to the bottom mm-hmm. of the ladder. Yeah. So... It was kind of like for years, you know, suits are like Cena, Orton, Triple H, been accused of holding talent under and burying them. And then when they get called out about it, it's, oh, no, you're just not blah, blah, blah. And he's the first to really yeah, accept and, it. And, he's, and now yeah. he's basically like saying, like, yeah, okay, I said it. You're not ready. And I still I, think. That. Yeah, and yeah. I still think you're not ready. And then when he said, and the, and, the, and the thing that made this promo feel real to me was everything was real and true. Ali, had he not hurt mm-hmm. Ali, Kofi wouldn't be in this position. No, so technically, if you think about it, he does owe that to Randy because if Randy never would have kicked Ali in the face, Kofi, there would be no Kofi Mania. Mm-hmm. And that's what made it even more real because he's telling the truth. It's not like he's being cocky. No, he's or literally... trying to oversell. Yeah, it's like, so no. Yeah, like, yeah. think about it. You don't believe me? Go ch- go check the footage. You wouldn't be here without me. Yeah, and that's the one thing I did, I did like about this promo is when he told the story, they played the clips to yeah. show the stuff, which made, the, which sold everything so much better and like I said I, 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 this is what I wanted them to do with Kofi I felt like this should have been a feud a month ago but if this is what they're going to give us oh, leading yeah. up into October yeah. I'm good with it I'm fine with it I, it, it was fire promo I loved it uh, as far as the last match of the night we got Kofi versus Styles again this was supposed to be a six man but they turned it to a one on one it was a good match I, it, it was a good match for what it was sure. uh, you know I like the the outside hijinks of the club and the New Day just kind of interacting, kind of causing a distraction for both people. Uh, franchise, uh, what you think about the match and what would you possibly like to see out of those six people? Uh, well, it says, what would I like to see? I would like to see that six-man tag that we didn't get. Yeah, right. Uh, but I, I love the match. And I knew Kofi and AJ Styles, man. I knew that was going to be a good match. Right. I wasn't worried about it at all. Um, once again, the club, they did enough to distract, but mm-hmm. they—I think we talked about this last time—they didn't overdo it on the outside. Right. right. Uh, and yeah, you know, 
we we figured the match was going to go high with, you know, right. got a couple of little fake interactions outside, okay, get their pin fall, whatever, boom. I liked it, but I really want to see that that three on three, especially while everybody has the championships. Right. We need to see that match happen. Right. Right, Josh? I'm uh, flawless. I'm sorry. I like the match. It's like something different because AJ is on Raw and so yeah. is the OC. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to really get this. Down the line, the yeah. six-man tag. Like maybe at like a Survivor Series would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the match itself was pretty good. Man, those two would put on a really good match. Oh, yeah. On like a pay per view, yeah. the OC interfering and the New Day coming out. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect setup. And then when Styles, I mean, when Kofi caught him with the Trouble in Paradise, I think that's what you still call it. Yeah, when yeah. Styles was jumping, I mean, it was just perfect. Like, perfect ending to the match. Kofi getting the win. Mm-hmm. It would have been... I mean, Kofi getting the win, yeah. I mean, I think it would have been kind of better if they would have had, like, a disqualification. Because mm-hmm. Kofi won, Styles lost. But, I mean, you lose to the champions, the world champions, so it made sense. But, all in all, it was a good match. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised that Kofi won. I thought mm-hmm. maybe... Um, there would be a no DQ, mm-hmm. uh, no contest, which oh, yeah. would have got you. You know, which you would have gotten all the men just kind of fighting at the end. It would have been similar to what happened on Raw, but I, you know, it it, it still would have been better. Uh, but I think because of the timing and the next thing that we're gonna hint on uh, is you know what happened at the end of the show and why it got rushed. But I. I am interested in seeing Kobe versus Styles. Styles is phenomenal, man. Mm-hmm. He he makes everyone looks great, and he's another person Kofi could use as a challenger. Oh yeah, just to help him solidify that that championship reign that he has. But because the show was running long and they had to quickly get through to the last segment, which was Roman Reigns announcing that his um, you know, his who his uh, some of his opponent was. Some weird little thing happened in the end where he's walking to Kayla. He's getting ready to go have the interview and this scaffold that's just built with these cameras on the side of him where you can see all this good <laughs> view and stuff. You know, you know, it was sit, you know, imagine just sitting there and all of a sudden it just flipped over and and we saw the weird little footage we saw where he laid out. He was it fell on top mm-hmm. of him, but then again when you saw him, he was able to slide <laughs> under it. So it was like I it was weird for me. It was like, okay, I know I saw that. <laughs> like they clip, they they cut something yeah. so fast because of the timing. But it was like, okay, that was that. Were they supposed to do that? Was that yeah. were we supposed to see him underneath it like that? But uh, you know, whoever wants to go first, it's the last last thing to talk about. Hey, what are, what are you feeling on it, man? I can see Vince in the production. Like, God damn it, Roman! <laughs> 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 the hell was that? Oh, hey, man. I. I let me, let me ask you this. Is, was, does Kevin Dunn still work for Vince? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, got, he got all the blame that day. Oh, I know Road Dog like, yes. <laughs> Not me this time. Because it, it just, it didn't make sense. And then on top of that, like, okay, dude, all this just fell on you. And then when they pan the camera, you're not even underneath it. And then when the medical personnel try to attend to you, you just sitting there looking mad. Like, who you mad at, <laughs> I, I thought he was more confused. Uh, just, I, I don't have a problem with them using someone trying to push something over on him. I'm okay with that because now there's a mystery to 
who really <laughs> wants to fight Roman. Yeah. I think it was just the way it happened. I think it was just the it way was, everything yeah. went. It was like, uh, you, you had something. You had it. <laughs> But you just lost it. I, I, you, you, you I lost know what this reminds me of. What was it? Was it Braun, Braun Strowman? Threw the, scat, the, 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 yeah. the, the hook on the rope and threw it up on the... Yeah, and pull, yeah, that, yeah that I, was... I'm like, really? That was so Really? Gross. We still doing this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it felt well, so rushed. Like, at the end, because yeah. you only had a few minutes. And then, like you said, when <laughs> I saw Roman laying down. Right. And like, then you see him just sitting there. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> like, his hands out. Like, and then you see him, like, standing up. Like like he was crawling underneath, yeah. like he had just got done crawling from underneath it. But it's like when you looked at it, it's like you didn't just crawl from under that man. Yeah. Like it wasn't to smash you, but you ain't just crawling underneath that as fast as you did. But I thought Samoa Joe was gonna come out and attack. I'm like it was Joe that right. did it. But then when Roman was like walking off, like didn't want to talk about it, it was like. Was that supposed to happen? Was he supposed to walk off? Right. Like, was he mad that, hey, man, I'm doing this interview and all this stuff fell on me on purpose? Like, it made you right. feel like a re- like realness. Yeah. I, or, like, does he have, like, a concussion? Yeah. Or like, what? he's not thinking clearly. Well, the, the two and the two the EMS guys, uh, those were wrestlers. They I thought even, they were going to attack they, him. Yeah, I thought so too. Because I'm like, those are some big dudes. But come to find out, those were two wrestlers yeah. that no, no, no name guys. But at the end, when you see Roman walk away and before he cuts off to the screen, you see a guy in a black shirt with, like, white sleeves. He comes out and walks towards the entrance. I don't know if that means something, but you know WWE, they do little subliminal things. And I think that might have been the person. But, you know, it could be just speculation. But, yeah, I this is something they, they, they could have ended with the New Day and Styles and them. That could have been the end of the show. This could have happened prior to the match. This should have happened before that match happened. Right. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it was um, it was a weird ending. But it was a good show overall. Uh, I, it, I'm I'm excited for SummerSlam. I'm I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to see some things happening. And um, the show overall, it was it was good. Uh, they I felt they hit on some key points, uh, especially with introducing Char- Charlotte versus Trish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Introducing the the fiend and him distracting Balor, building that story, uh, just continuing Ali versus Nakamura, setting up something new, something fresh. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, guys, you got anything you want to add before we uh, get out of here? Nope. As far Let's as the show, hope, you know, as far as the shows, I just hope the Raw and SmackDown go home shows to SummerSlam. Mm-hmm will be as good as these two shows right this yes, week. Sir. Yes, sir. If it's anything like last week's, it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, you cannot disappoint. You got to give me something that I'm going to be excited for. Right. For SummerSlam. Right, right. Franchise? Uh, yeah. Like I said, man, just ready for the go home. And then I'm ready for the takeover as well. But we'll mm-hmm. talk about that next week once we get to next week. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be doing, after the Raw and SmackDown review, we're going to do our prediction shows for that yes, NXT TakeOver Toronto and, of course, SummerSlam. You can't do a prediction show without an NXT TakeOver. That's, that's almost blasphemous. Uh, <laughs> also, you know, later this month, uh, you know, we know we haven't talked much about them, but we're going we're gonna to start mentioning them a little bit more. You know, we still got AEW All Out coming on the 31st. So, you know, we got to get ready for that. You know, uh, I believe there's an exciting match that's been made uh, for the opening show later that week. But, you know, we'll talk more about that as we get closer to AEW uh, Mm -hmm. All Out. And, you know, we we know more of what their roster is. 
other than that, guys, uh, as always, man, it's a pleasure mm-hmm. to rock with you guys, man. Oh, and don't forget, that's Blasphemous. That's B-L-A-S, a miss. A miss. <laughs> <laughs> the F is silent. <laughs> Cleveland Public School System. Gotta love it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's the franchise. He's phenomenal. Woo! He Too is Too Cold. We are the generation of wrestling. Once Ashy again, <laughs> Ashley the Classy, like Dominic Bassey. <laughs> <laughs> What up, Bassy? <laughs> what, what, what you guys think? You guys say about me? <laughs> All right, you're going to show up and stun you, man. Go ahead and finish this out, man. <laughs> Before we cause any more trouble. That's Steve Blackman. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, with kneecap, uh, kneecap. Uh, oh, man. Oh, come on, spit that miss like to Jerry. <laughs> oh, man. All right, y'all. Once again, man, it's been a pleasure. And until next week, we'll talk to y'all later. Enjoy the show. Peace. Peace. See you.